broken really really bad um, no no hiding places you know they're better all over the pitch and you know we need to ask some serious questions of ourselves and welcome to episode nine of the average team podcast three average blokes with above average love of sport and below average sense of humors what are we boys average team. average team at best. At, at, at best, and you got that right. Three really average blokes. Welcome, boys. Um, off the top, that was... Uh, <coughs> that my was my man. Seamus, that was your man, Seamus uh, Coleman, the Everton captain, who Dave mentioned uh, on the pod some weeks back and wanting to adopt as one of our own. Um, his very frank assessment of their performance following 3-0 defeat uh, to Wolves. Um. Boys, yeah, they're evident are our team. They're one of us. They're they're like the perennial, you know, ten to fifteen place they're, get are just they're they're mid table maybe yeah maybe dabbling in a little bit of Europe. Yeah, they got they got all the hallmarks of of something good, but when it comes down to it, they're just average at best, and that's that's why we love them. That's why, that's I why love we them. love them. Fuck, they spent a lot of coin this year though. So that's one thing yeah. we don't do other than on beer. Yes, we do spend I'm, a lot of coin on beer. Anybody who knows me knows I'm tighter than a fish's anus. Um, boys, last September, there was a big, big sound coming out of uh, Western Sydney in, in September. Um, lately, there's been a very different big, big sound out of uh, Victoria. <laughs> okay, we have sound effects. All right. Bed, just, we'll, we'll, bed's being shit in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've just blown the mega budget to uh, download the 99 cent sound app, and um, that brap was in fact the uh, the big big sound coming out of Victoria. Because um, welcome to stage four. Yeah. Hey, loving it. Like the it. like the seven stages of hell. Um, stage four. Uh, it's a bit grim. Um, Ac- we joked actually- last week. I would feel more comfortable, Daniel, if during this podcast you actually did wear goggles while you uh, were here. Um, if that if that is okay, can you please put them on? Because and a mask, obviously. Well, not uh, goggles, but certainly protective eyewear, mate. I've got a pair of like um, um, translucent kind of gold uh, sunglasses that I think I used to wear at first slip when we all played cricket together. You know, the light illuminating ones that were big there yeah. in the early noughties. So I could put them on music festivals. Make- Probably seen a few music festivals too. The old speedies. Um, got those I can put on if it makes you feel better. Um, remember, remember the sunnies you got when you bought a brand new kookaburra bubble uh, back in about 1993, 92, X- 93. X-rays, got, I reckon they were called. X-rays, X-rays, yeah. <laughs> How many kids were rocking out in X-rays? They were, they were the business back in those days. I was, oh, I was fine leg to fine leg and, and back up keeper. Uh, like weekly, <laughs> I had my X-rays on, and you know, if you can't be good, look good. That's it. And batting, like, batting number nine with your brand new kookaburra <laughs> <Yeah>, bubble. <laughs> exactly right, Timmy. Exactly right. Um, good to see you boys are in uh, in in fine spirits. It is it is uh, stage four, but here it is episode nine. Um, it's a bit to talk about. We've had some NBA kick off and all the rest. So there's a bit to get through. First things first. Um, what I uh, Timmy's just put their hands together and said, um, praise better Jeebus about that one. Uh, what are we drinking tonight, boys? I'll start with you, Dave. So I'm drinking. I've gone dark after last week's. Uh, you know, my favourite beer, beer of all time, the Modus Red uh, Former Tenant Red Ale. I've gone back with Deeds, and this is a part of their Dark Deeds um, sort of. A seasonal series, I guess, and this is a called a midnight vanilla porter, and like 
good sort of dark beers. It pours really well, like like an oil, like motorcycle oil, and it's um, not bitter, not too sweet, smooth, smooth drinking, classic vanilla porter. Does the job. Very good. Love that. Speaking of pouring well, um, I've gone for a local brewery, uh, guys by the name name of Tallboy and Moose, Um, thanks to the guys at uh, Red Ward uh, Tasting Room for coming up with this too. But these guys are out of – they've got a a venue up on Raglan Street, Preston, Um, only just kind of making their way. But I've got a 500ml DDH Nebula. So the DDH is double dry hopped pale ale and um it pours like a thick apple cider or a thick apple juice that you might get from at your grandparents place um it's a little little flat not a lot of fizz about it it's a little bit underwhelming on the pour but it hits the palate and it's as tasty and as a flavorsome beer as i've had in a very very long time so um a bit of a molly melding enough about space. enough about ashton Ager. what about the beer <laughs> and uh, watch this space on Tallboy and Moose because um, that is feeding him as nice as beer as I've, I've had in a while and there's a bit of a selection they've got down there at Redwood that I'm, I'm looking forward to working my way through and um, God heaven forbid we ever get out of here looking forward to getting up to Raglan Street Preston and giving them a go so average on the poor but um, amazing on the palate so uh, Tallboy and Moose uh, Timmy what do you got? Well Woody's gone and made home in South East Queensland so I, I ventured up that way to Black Ops Brewing. Uh, oh, baby. Oh, yeah. Black Ops Brewery, which... Uh, <laughs> I like, I like the, the way you say that. <laughs> the, the, the three of us made it to Gab's last year, and I think our, our favourite beer was the Caribbean Haze, which was just a delightful, hazy pale with Caribbean rum infused. It was amazing. Beautiful. Very good. Uh, yeah, my, my beer last my beer last year comfortably and Gabs yeah. is the Great Australian Beer Festival. Goes all around Australia. You can vote on your best beers. They all do the limited releases. But um yeah, that was the Caribbean Hazy Pale was off its guts. Yeah. What do you got tonight? So I've again gone dark. Last week I went with a, a porter. This week we've gone uh with a stout. I'm I'm gonna work my way through the Imperial Stouts. Basically things have gotten dark in Melbourne. I'm getting dark with my beers. That, that's how we're going. Uh, like, like Dave's, Dave. also been in, Dave's also been in Russia with the average leagues of the week at the moment, so keeping that imperial we're, theme going. Dave, we're on brand. I think that's that's how, how, we're, <laughs> how we're rolling. Uh, Dwayne Russell, we're on early. He's, proud, he's proud of you. He's proud this, of you. Dwayne's proud of you. Similar to Dave's. Pours, it pours like you're, you're filling a car with diesel. The flavours are amazing. Getting plenty of coffee. And as someone who doesn't really – well, who doesn't drink coffee – it comes through this and is fantastic. It's beautiful. Um, I will be heading back to the boys in Hopheads down in Altona to grab a four pack of that and put them in the fridge and just they'll come out of another another dark evening at some stage or maybe sell them for next year. Fair enough. All we can do in these dark times is, is get dark. Have a laugh and drink good beer. That's all we can do. And that's, what, that's what we're doing. These are dark it. times. Um, 
check yeah we're we're a light-hearted podcast but if you are struggling as we all are a little bit check in with your mates um reach out don't be afraid to ask for help for help as well i reckon i had a shitty day a couple of days ago you know let people know and, and you know it's amazing how people get around you so get around your mates look after each other we will get through this together as we will get through this bloody plethora of footy that has been served up to us in in the week since we last chatted there's been 11 games of footy lads can you fucking believe it um oh, that's all right TGFF, TG, boys. Thank God for 40. It's, oh, yes. uh, that's all the Victorians are saying at the moment. That's, that's all we've got. And it's, it's good. It's on every night. But, um, you know, it's the same. There's some good games and bad games. But there's been some good games. I'm, I'm you know, I'm yeah. all over. Yes, I'm, yes, I'm, yes. I, 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 I'm all over the Saints at the moment. I, I, would you agree... Boys, that they're flying, they're probably flying under the radar. They're sitting third on the ladder. Had two losses since the break, and one of those losses was against uh, Frio, where they were forty odd points up. Um, oh, did they not so, win that by hundred points? Was it... No, 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 oh. they lost that one. Yeah, no, yeah, right. no, no. Newsflash, they lost that one. Yeah, so, yeah, right. The Saints could very well be sitting, you know, on top of the ladder if they had won that game. Just about, I haven't done that. I haven't checked the ladder, but... And, well, and um, round, one, mate, round one, they were up by five goals at three-quarter time and got run over by a pretty shitty North team. Yes, yes. So this this is the thing about um, this podcast. We're average team at best. We are rank amateurs. We're sports lovers. We're not sports journalists, so we'd love to cover off all of well, the like aliens. Mi- well, my name's Mitch well, Cleary. Like, well, like Mitch yeah. Cleary. Yeah. Yep. Free just like sport. Mitch. Yeah. That was bullshit. <laughs> I think we can all agree. Solidarity. Yeah. Um, However, uh, so we, we just, we're just followers of the sport. So whilst we don't always give you know, airtime to the, all the 18 sides, we follow it through our own lens and our own bias and our own allegiances. For mine, I had St Kilda at the start of the year, and maybe we'll, we'll do a, a kind of mid-season review on our predictions soon, but I had them being no good. Happy to admit that got that wrong. But the only times that I've really seen them was when they were ordinary against the Pies, at the MCG, the Pies smacked them. And then yeah. a little bit of them coughing up that lead at Frio. And I haven't seen some of the more recent stuff, but, you know, more and more checking the results, having good wins. Um, I think you're right, Dave. They're probably flying under the radar. And, you know, I need to start paying them a bit more attention, a bit more respect maybe as the rest of the competition do. The, the, thing, about, the thing about the Saints, sorry, Timmy, is that their average players who have been average players for a few years, like, like a great example of that is Jack Steele, who's been pretty – just an average player, you know, one of us. And he's having a, you know his best year of footy ever. So they've got those mid, mid-tier mid players that are stepping up um, and playing some really good footy, really recruit, exciting footy. They recruited to need this year as well. They've gone for, for leg speed. They've yeah. got Hill on the outside who hasn't had to do a whole lot thus far. And he's he's one guy who's probably actually struggling a little bit because of the reduction in, in playing time where it would be the last five minutes of the quarter – where he'd be running the opposition winger off their legs and really damaging. So the shorter quarters are probably hurting him a little bit. Uh, Zach Jones has done really well through the middle. Um, they, they recruited to need. I mean, Carlisle was a few years ago, but he was a clear need, holding down centre-half back and doing a pretty good job. Knob. Complete but... knob. Anyone who gets a name tattooed on them is just not our sort of person. <laughs> That's a good call. Great call. Um, and, uh, and, 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 and Maxi King up, up forward. Yeah, the future. The That's future? what they call him, is it? The future. Yeah. It's, it, 
and I like the culture that they're, they're building down there because we spoke a couple of weeks ago about the Ratten factor and underestimating that. One thing that I really, really like, getting a bit sentimental and, and, and just soak up a couple of minutes here, was um, Nathan Brown's retirement. Got a really, um, I've got a big soft spot for him from his time at the Pies. He's a guy who was probably riddled with injury, but was just a really honest, um, a really good defender, really important during that 2010-11 kind of period. Um, he slipped out of the hub um, during the week to go home and apparently left a, a letter for the players you've probably seen on socials and it was really nice and, and spoke to you know, camaraderie and all that thing. And as a guy who's 35, nearly 36 and probably should have given it up uh, playing some time ago, the way that he speaks about his love for his teammates as much as his love for the sport um, it spoke to me in the way that, um, you know, that we, we keep going for as long as we do for those reasons. So, they're obviously building pretty something pretty special there. He spoke really highly of the group. I'm looking forward to seeing um, kind of what they do over the next couple of weeks because I will probably take them a bit more seriously when they win some big games. Um, Look, they beat Port last week at, in Adelaide, and that was a that was a massive win. Yeah, and, and they got yeah, the, fair. They called Port at a good time, but yeah. big. You got to, You can only beat who you come up against. And Port are on top of the ladder, and they beat them. I reckon it's easy, a, so. there's a fair bit to to be said for for picking up a coach and, and going for a coach who has had experience rather than going for a first time up just because it's, it's the, the done and the sexy thing to do where we are one of the only sport that the AFL is one of the only sports where you get one crack at it and you're out the door. You look at, yeah. so going, you go to basketball this week, Tom Thibodeau is now the coach of the New York Knicks. It's his third NBA team in five years and he's had issues at all five teams, but he's a man He's a, he's a man who's set in his ways and has his way of doing things, and that's what they're after. They've gone for that. Someone with experience who who knows how to he's, coach young people. He's just a man standing in front of a team, asking them to love him. Asking them to asking run them up. To, asking them to run up and down the fucking <laughs> of time, mate. <laughs> the players will hate him in no time. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Asking, asking them to just do um, beat tests repeatedly. 600 um, suicides, yep. Look, keep 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 keeping it moving. Um, you spoke about the um, Saints' role in Port last week. It was actually the week before because of those eleven games that we've had um, since we last uh, spoke. Port have actually had um, two really really good wins. Um, so they rolled uh, the doggies, and I think they rolled. Well, Melbourne to, as well. to be fair, I've got no fucking idea what day it is, mate. There's, there's, <laughs> NBA on, there's NBA on during the day, and there's AFL on at night. And I think today might have been the first time I've showered in a week. It's a definite possibility. Yeah. I, you, you could have told me they played three times yesterday and I, I wouldn't know. That's I'm okay. all over the shot. Yeah, no, you've still got a little bit of your, your cereal in your beard there too, I think, mate. There's some real, real kind of sleeping on the couch activity. That's okay because we joked last week, this is a Scott Morrison podcast. It's not the ScoMo podcast, it's the JobKeeper podcast. So, um, And there's plenty of people in that same boat. And it's a plethora of sports, so we're all bloody happy. And I'm sure you're getting some A-leg in there too, mate. Um, boys, what were you... Um, we <laughs> Dick, could... mention, mention the A-leg, Dick, well done. Yep. There's, there's plenty of world sport to get to, so we'll, 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 um, we'll bounce through the AFL. And as I said, there is a lot of games. It's hard to catch up. We're not bloody full-time professionals here. Um, what, were your, uh, what were your above averages for the week, lads? I'm on, I'm on, on the Saints train. I'm on, I'm on Dan Butler because uh, he just he continues to produce for the Saints. And he's he, he could be the big reason the Saints are, are going so well because he's come from a really successful Richmond no, I don't know anything about Dan, but I don't know who he is, what what uh, floats his boat. But he might have brought a lot of that culture with him. Just in Kilda, it might be a bit of a reason. And he's he's consistently kicking two or three goals a game. 
Funny you say that, Dave, because a, a podcast that I listen to, highly reputable podcast I listen to, one of the blokes actually said that they recruited for need. <laughs> he might have been part of that. Yeah, could have been. Could have been. He might have been part of that. He's um, my brother, but he's killing it. Uh, Timmy, well, what about you, mate? Uh, Matty Nix. <laughs> yeah. Mate, remember me. Have, have, you, have you seen the bullshit from Kane Corns? Say, oh, well, coaching now is done on a fucking iPad and this, that, and the other. Yeah. Mate, you've got the facilities there to actually map it out for your young for, for the younger players using the, the ground on the in the middle of the, the change rooms. Yeah, they're water bottles. Who gives a shit? He's he's owning it. I like it. The the team is the team is yuck. Get don't don't oh. get me wrong, the team is yuck. They have a lot of young young blokes playing that they look like they, they might be okay. And the only way to teach those guys is to do things like that. I love what he said. But putting uh, it on an he, iPad, how does that help? What who I love, how many how many I people can see a fucking iPad? He basically said stick it up his ass, basically. That's that's where I'm going with it. it Nick basically said if they don't if they can't get this, they're not gonna be very good. <laughs> exactly. He's trying to be as simple as he can. Right. Stand there, put the ball there, let's make it happen. The, the, the media, in inverted commas, as a whole, are, are barreling into him, but he's hardly got the uh, the cattle. He's, he's a bloke having his first crack at coaching with a team that's just nowhere near it, and he's trying to do things to, to get them there. I, oh, I love that and from you, Timmy. I really, really love that from you. I, I, was gonna, I thought you were going to take the piss there for a minute, but that's, um, no. No, that's a ripper call. Pure, pure coaching, pure footy, good, good stuff. He's got no one around him, Matty Nix. That's his. That's his issue. No senior assistants. He's kind of flying solo with a pretty ordinary uh, assistant coaching around him. So he's having a crack. Good call. I think that's because like Mark Rusciuto's alienated everybody that's fucking been affiliated with the club for the last ten years because he's running it like his own personal fucking fantasy coach. So, but anyway, um, at, my... at the very, well, Matty Nix is going to get to coach the number one draft pick next year. Oh, assuming oh. they, assuming they don't knife him he gets to coach the number one pick and the number 19 pick and they'll probably trade into it as well hold hold this hold this thought because i've actually got something for you come uh, on the below averages i was actually going to roast one of them one of their young fellas so I'm, i feel a bit <laughs> i feel a bit oh, bad mate. about doing that now i'm quickly gonna have to i'm this if there's yeah, radio but, silence but, but we're for a minute that's because i'm you, just struggling to come up nine, with one 19 and 20 year old kids who no fuck them given given what's what's gone on this year they've hardly had the continuity that that you would hope for i i just i think they're doing and Manny Nicks especially he's doing as much as he can do with what he's got at hand and fair enough in, in, anyone grand, anyone like Kane Corns who's grandstanding and having and potshotting him because he's not using a fucking ipad can stick it oh i think there's a, there's obviously a bit more to it than that as well oh, it's just cuz Kane Corns is a fuckwit basically there we go well, he's, Kane Corns is not, he's, Kane Corns is not going to miss any opportunity to stick it into Adelaide. And if yeah, they correct. do something a little bit different, he's going to give it to him. Yeah. And yeah, we know the, that. The, Everyone the, knows sa- it. the same bloke that quit football to go to become a firefighter and then that got too hard, <laughs> so he left that. No, I, I love I love, I love Kane. He's the only one who actually provides a fucking opinion in this completely 
a beige fucking landscape we have. So um, he might have got that one wrong, but I think it probably speaks more to his hatred of the Adelaide Footy Club than his hatred of Matty Nix or his coaching techniques. Um, my above average for the week was um, just the game last night. Um, Port were good. Uh, doggies were actually really good and couldn't get up. But they had um, what I loved, my above average, was the 21 contested marks for power last night, of which Charlie had five. Um, just big clunks. They were really good in the air. Um, Never long did himself. Dersma uh, running back. Yeah, yeah. I he think just, they took some big clunks. He just looked at Sam Walsh and said, oh, if you can run back and take one with a flight, look at me. And that was just as just as good, if not better. He's marked. It was oh, amazing. Oh, all right. So that's it. You've, you keep giving me segues. I'm going in. Chase Jones, pick number nine in the 2018 draft. No fucking good. Um, what we've seen out of that draft is blokes like um, Walsh running back with a flight, also winning a bloody... Um, a rookie of the year or whatever we call it now. Um, but they had him at pick the nine Norwich in that Rising draft. Star. That Norwich <laughs> Rising Star, that's the one. Um, they all, they had the opportunity to get Dersma. They had the opportunity to get Jordan Clark from Geelong that I really, really like. Uh, they also had the chance to pick up um, Vandermeer. There's blokes out of that group who have come in and done really well. Chase Jones is second year of league footy, um, high pick. He's averaging uh, eight disposals. Um, per game. They're playing him in a couple of different positions. I know they're no good, but I, I think they've really got that one wrong and they've got a bit of a history of... of Eight disposals a game. Him. So you're saying he's better yeah. than Nick Nat Dewey. That's what you're saying. <laughs> minus the good hair. That's oh, the thing. Yeah. Minus minus the good hair and the free and the free iPhones. Don't so, forget anyway. the glutes. Don't forget his glutes. His amazing glutes. Strong through it's the amazing. core, I believe. He's yeah. got great calf death as well. No, um, I just think Adelaide recruitment department, they, recruiting department, need to maybe have a bit of a look at themselves there. But that that was mine. Um, they should a draft do a review. In a, in a really strong draft, they just look like they've had a fucking fresh area there, which happens to the best of us. But um, nah, he's he's ordinary. He's below average at best. What about you, boys? I got one above average, and 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 this is uh, an action from a side that I that was highlighted on one of the shows I watched. But the Hawks, right? So they looked absolutely shit the bed shot about halfway through the first quarter against Carlton. Then steps up this young fella, Will Day, who takes on the uh, bloke on the mark, kicks a goal from about forty. And every single player, I think fourteen or fifteen, pretty much players, ran from all over the ground to get to him for his first goal. And from that moment, they just went bang and blew Carlton out, out of the water from there. So that, they're, they're, that's my average. That one moment where the group says, right, let's get to this young kid in his you know, third or fourth game, kick, kick his first goal. And then all of a sudden it's like, right, this is good fun, this footy. We can actually play some free footy. We, off we go and start enjoying it. And then they, they um, pretty much taught, taught Carlton a new one from that point on. So that's um. I think we found our um. I think we found our, our episode title for the week, and that's pure footy. I mean, the Nixie yeah. coaching stuff with the water bottles, the Nathan Brown led up. They're getting to the first game or after a goal. Pure footy. Love, 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 love to see it. Um, Enjoy. Timmy, you want to turn them. the blowtorch on anyone? The AFL again. <laughs> and 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 this isn't a this isn't a, a go at sacking Mitch Cleary or standing it down or anything like that. Uh. Did, did you boys see the St Kilda and Swans game the other night? So uh, Dane, uh, Dane Rampey's gone out there basically wearing a, a set of fucking yeah. cricket gloves. Mm. He's he's basically padding up to bat number three. Jake Carlisle's had a little whack at his hand, as you, as you would and as you should, and the AFL's gone and fined him. If a bloke walks out there wearing fucking cricket gloves, 
ready to open the batting or bat number three, you should be able to whack him in the hand. And it's it's something that Dane Rampey does to opposition players week in, week out. Turn it up. Yeah. Yeah, they've had a, they've had a bit of a rough week. Oh, <laughs> yeah, they haven't unless, had a good run unless, at it. Unless you're facing the Windies on the first day of the uh, New Year's Day bloody McGrath test at the SCG, you shouldn't be wearing fucking cricket gloves, in which case you're fair game. So play on. You might have been wearing gloves just for an extra grip up the pole. You may have been um, thinking about climbing <laughs> up the pole, just get a bit of extra grip. Uh, He's got to be an Australian ninja or something, is he? <laughs> the, so. blokes, the bloke scrags and drags and just does everything to the opposition every week as an undersized back and gets away with it, and then someone has a little go at him and, oh, there's trouble. Fuck off, Dave Yeah. Jack yeah. Carlisle's still a knob, but... Fair, a fair call that. The bomb. What about the Bombers boys? They are. Uh, They're back. Uh, They're back. Deplorable, insipid. All those. All those things are really ordinary. Uh, they probably got shown up uh, where they should probably be, and they've been hanging on. They just beat Adelaide, who, you know, North that North absolutely smacked them. So they're nowhere. Essendon and absolutely nowhere. Need need Stringer back so bad. I, I never thought. I, I actually I watched that whole game and I I barely recognised six blokes playing for Essendon. They have just been yeah. decimated by injury. I, yeah. I don't think you can take much more from it than than that. And how are they going to go with during the festival when they're they're playing a game every four days? They just don't have anyone to pick from. No, no. But I mean, they they sort of got intent. The tackling and their pressure's still there, and it was almost there um on their last game, but. It's the execution and just the skills are just shocking. So bad. So uh, I'm a bit disappointed with that. And also my below average is Melbourne. So I want to – Melbourne, they're, they're just really – Well, so Nathan Jones, is that is he done? Is that it? Because they've got four players the same as him and he's the worst of them. So he's got to be done. I, I, I've got to say, I, I um, and I spoke it off at the top, there's certain teams that I just don't watch, and um, Melbourne uh, Melbourne are one of them. I, I, I think I launched them a couple of weeks ago, did I not? I mean, just completely yeah. fucking irrelevant. Like, I, I, you know, I think I had a bit of a Twitter, Twitter rant after a couple of reds over the weekend. I mean, please tell me one more time how fucking Melbourne are ready to launch this year. They are fucking putrid. They stand for nothing. And you know what? Their president came out and gave him a clip and fucking good on him because somebody should. They are fucking deplorable, Dave. I'm with you. There's one yeah. word to sum up, Melbourne. One word, yuck. <clears throat> yeah, average at best. Hang on, where's my sound effects machine? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Maxi Gorn's injured. If he if he misses two weeks, where are they going to get? Where are they going to get to? It's uh... well, their their big recruit in Braden Bruce will come in, Dave. I would imagine. Oh yeah, big run around in the ruck. Yeah. Carlton were yuck. Melbourne were yuck, and the, and Adelaide were yuckest. It was average average margin <laughs> over the weekend was forty points. Despite a, despite a couple of good games, the average average winning margin was forty yeah. points. So that's yeah. that's not a good sign. All right. So we, we we're gonna we're gonna swing into the um the average world because um there's uh there has been a, a lot of footy chat. Timmy, the NBA is back, mate. You couldn't be happier. I've just got a drive-through bloody wine delivery. Thank you, darling. Uh, and uh, <laughs> I've gone through that nebula far too quick, so we're on to I think uh, a bit of heat get Shiraz. Oh, um, what a delight, mate! I'm like I'm like a dog with two dicks during the day at the moment with the NBA on TV. What a what a gift it is. 
Mate, um, so it's exactly what was a... missing in March and April in our in our first lockdown. This is what was missing: live sport during the day. You Amazing. are the US sports correspondent, Timmy. Um, what are you, what are you, what's your rap, mate? What are your headlines? Don't give us the store, scores. Give us your insight, no. mate. What 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 can we gauge and gather out of these first couple of games? It's just a whole lot of feeling out in the NBA that the teams who are right up the, the was, top is in, that in the from top Magic <laughs> was that from Magic City with uh, Lou Will a whole lot of feeling <laughs> yeah. out, or? Uh, mate? It was it was just the chicken wings. I'm telling you, it was all about the buffet. We've <laughs> all, all been we've, mate, we've all been been to a strip join at two in the morning for the buffet it's it's where you get good stuff um it's, it's just a, it's called it's called friday <laughs> it's so, it's a whole lot of feeling out, out. There, there's there's not much in terms of, of strategy that's going on just yet i don't think other than the the teams that are really chasing it so uh new orleans and and portland who are who are chasing um, the Grizzlies, although they don't need to chase them per se, because they only need to get within four games of them to have a play-in. So, if, if a team and finishes, Pels, Pels so, had a good win over over them today. The Grizzlies, Pels, Pels beat them today. Grizz, Grizzlies yeah. might not win a game. So, yeah. In, yeah. in actual fact, if if Portland and and uh, New Orleans say win four out of the next six games, they could both get in and and knock the Grizzlies out. Um, so, James, so Har- what, James Harden single-handedly killing the game of basketball is is also what's happening. The the Rockets are just ugly to watch. It's there's nothing fun about what they do. It's really boring, predictable, but it gets results. So kudos to them. But they're they're um they're travelling all they're travelling all right. They after um after dropping uh, sorry they haven't dropped they've won two games so they've had a couple of nice wins they beat, against they beat the, Dallas the in overtime on. They beat Dallas in overtime on the weekend, and then they they knocked off uh, the, Bucks the Bucks yesterday. They rolled yeah. rolled the Bucks yesterday, so and, and actually um, d- defended them quite well. But then on the other end, it's just the same same boring shit as far as I'm concerned. And as I said, it's effect it's effective for them. I just don't enjoy watching it. Um, no one's really bringing their A game, except for <clears> probably New Orleans and, and Portland. And Portland, I think, got got done in overtime by Boston yesterday. That they were well out in front and didn't happen for Lakers, them. Lakers have stitched up the number one seed. So they have. Um, I, I just don't see that as relevant though when they're they're all playing on the same court and there's there's no uh, there's no advantage to being number one. There's what, there's zero. What, there's no home crowd other than a, a few people on a screen behind you. It's, do you subscribe to the idea that the clips have? Um, built themselves to build, beat uh, LeBron with Kawhi and PG, but not to beat um, uh, the Brow. Because, you know, I think uh, that shapes, shapes as a, a really interesting um, contest. It's, and I don't know if they've got anyone to stop Davis. It's looking that way. And Davis has been on a bit of a tear. He had a quiet game a couple of days ago where he only scored 24, but I think he, he dropped 40 odd on the, on the Jazz today and just and made. Rudy Gobert, who's one of the who has won Defensive Player of the Year, made him look absolutely stupid. Uh, we're, we're talking Shane Wakelin against Wayne Carey esque from. He's on fire from the late nineties. <laughs> yeah. there, there was a bit of that. Um, yeah, right. Other, um, in, in terms of not over over in the East, the the Raptors are they they don't bring their A game, but geez, they're just good. Their real defense is amazing. There's there's really tall guys with massive long arms that just fill lanes. 
Um, and I, I think the 76ers are us. They're, they're us. They've oh, got average, oh average, average, average Al Horford. Is there anyone that, that, con, that would constitute us better than that? We're going to put average Al. And we're going to put together a roster of average players by um in the next couple of podcasts. So I think and, and he's, he's part of and, that. I'm sick of talking mate, about the Sixers. Shake, shake, shake. the king of average. Australian, yeah, Australian, Australian side. Shake middle. I think Shake Milton is his name. He's played about 15 games, and everyone's resting their hopes on him. Basically, punching on with Joel Embiid at at uh during a break yesterday. Good. That's that's who Embiid's we are. The problem. Embiid's, Embiid's the problem there. I think we, you know, it's um, it's the elephant in the room. The, the, and you know, I we are. I asked you a couple of weeks ago when you were doing the Eastern Conference, um, the Eastern, Eastern Conference kind of wrap as we as we were coming back, and um, yeah, the big or their success was going to be driven by him. You know, he's come back with the same shitty attitude. I think. So, yeah, he could have um, he could have turned up fit, healthy, firing, but he didn't. He chose to. To get there and just That's go okay. through the I think the av- the, av- the the average at best here is is just the Eastern Conference in general. All, mm-hmm. all the fireworks are out of the West. Um, mate, there's um not much else from over there. MLB, there was um it's a fucking it shambles. Sh- it's a it's yeah. a shambles. Um, second and third teams going down with with the Rona. Um, it's in disarray really. How's uh, uh pack it up? A, a, Time a, to pack a, it a up. A bloke by the name of Jonas Cespedes, who who's an outfielder for for the New York Mets. Just did a no-show to a game on on Sunday. Just, <laughs> they're, they're calling him, trying to find out where he is. Checked his hotel room, not there. No. Then his agent calls up and says, "Yeah, we've got concerns over COVID. He's not coming back." Fuck yeah. this noise! I'm out. Exactly. He, he's he's, dro- he's dropped the mic and said, "Fuck you, fuck your TV show, and I hope you have a shitty night." Oh, be like, love that. Uh, be like be like Lewis Hamilton at the Australian Grand Prix. Just, I'm out. I'm out. Hey, I run this show. I'm out of here. World Sport. Louis Hamilton had a uh, had a win on Sunday. Apparently, did the entire last lap with a flat tire and still got over the line. So, um, a really even competitive kind of <laughs> any given Sunday sport. That one where Lewis is yeah. just doing it on fucking three wheels. Dave, have you got any cricket for us? Back all in cricket. The IPL is extending their run, from what I understand, in, in like a mega season. So that they go to the desert. It. Yeah, going to the UAE, so that'll be interesting. Um, I mean, it'll be good. Hopefully, you know, we get to watch a bit of it. Probably not, but um, but that might impact the Australian summer because I think it's going to go a bit over time. So um, oh, we'll wait and see. Other than that, there's uh, there's nothing happening in cricket, to be fair. Um, uh, nothing to report. Big bash no, contracts um, are up this week, I think, and some people will start to move, but... Yeah. What's your um, Meg Lanning's playing for the Stars? I see that, so that's a good good signing for for the Stars uh, in the WBBL. But I think their their contracts their contracts are up at the BBLs. It'll be interesting. Alistair McDermott retired. That's a that's a real shame for everyone. I, I swapped some texts with a, a mate uh, in the UK uh, during the week for his birthday, and he was basically saying, are you guys shitting yourselves about, you know, how good we're playing against the Windies? And I said, mate, the fucking best thing about COVID is the fact that our cricketers are actually having four or five months off for the first time in recent memory. In the best part of a decade, these blokes are actually getting some rest and some sleep in their own bed. So um, watch watch us come out and just tear, um, tear teams apart and tear India apart in the summer. So um, cricket time will come. I can't wait for it until then there's still a little bit of um world game going on the fa cup final was over the weekend 
the Gunners uh, beat Chelsea 2-1 thanks to a, a nice Aubameyang brace. I think the first was a pen, but the second was a nice little goal where he kind of dinks left and um, right and comes back onto the left with a chip. He's a quality player. Um, they've now qualified for Europa with that win. I don't think that'll be enough to keep him. Um, he's one of the um, preeminent strikers uh, in in the world. I think I saw his his 20 goals this year, um, 20 goals for the second to- consecutive season, the first time uh, a gunner has done that since Thierry Henry. He's in really exclusive company. I don't know if they keep him. I don't particularly care. Um because being a West Ham man, obviously the North London rivalry is pretty strong and I hope they get fucked. But uh, they do qualify for Europa. Uh, the big losers out of that were, were Wolves. After me talking them up for most of the year, um, with uh, Arsenal grabbing that spot, Spurs grabbed the last of the, um, the Europa spots um, from the Premier League. They uh, they get the go to the second round of qualifying, but Wolves Wolves have missed out entirely. Um, they only way they can qualify is um, by winning this year's Europa, where um, they're still alive in the round of 16. They're currently tied one all in the first leg uh, against Olympiacos, and the Champions League and the Europa League both kick off this weekend, which is which is pretty cool. We go from the Premier League straight into the the uh, the Champions and Europa leagues. If you follow your world game, um, the Champions League's currently tied up some round of 16 matches. Half of them are completed um, with uh, half still to go. You've got some um, big teams uh, currently uh, at that at that round. So um, Juventus, Lyon, Man City, Real Madrid, um, Bayern, Chelsea, Barcelona, Napoli. So some huge sides still in the mix there. Um, and they look to join Atalanta, PSG, um, Atletico, I think, um, in that quarterfinal stage. So I'm going to be looking forward to that. Um, you will be hearing about it, whether you like it or not. I'll probably do more of a wrap once we reach that quarterfinal stage. Um, boys, uh, average team of the week. Who was your above average, average performers from around the globe? Mine's North, right? Not for not for getting them back on the winning train, but for the way they handled uh, big Magic Doors. Um, come back. So beautifully handled, amazing job. Actually, the whole AFL media and the whole media um, as a whole just handled it wonderfully the way, um, you know, Dermot Burton in tears on Fox 40. Uh, guys just being really open and honest about the, those situations. Um, great. Loved it. Yeah, that was that was that was excellent. Um, you know, the mental health component to that can't be overlooked. So credit to North yeah. and credit where it's due. He, he might have had ten touches, and and that was that was all he needed to do. Really, it was it was yeah, be there. He's got to he's got to work his way into it, and um, it kept referencing stuff from previous pods. Hope you guys are listening along at home. But we did speak a couple of weeks ago about the fact there's no VFL footy and that's actually going to start to hurt teams as well because you're wanting to bring blokes in when you're playing every four or five days, but you've actually, they're getting a scratchy every two weeks. Um, you know, hard to expect anyone, someone like Madge or, or anybody else for that man to come in and have a, a massive impact. Timmy, who was your above average, mate? I really enjoyed watching Richmond this week and they are currently... Get the uh, fuck out. Yeah. I'm out of the pod. I'm out of the pod. <laughs> well, I think they're, they're just seeing to Brisbane as we are currently recording as well. Uh, and last, what was it Thursday or Friday night, they, they touched up the doggies and just really made them, them, them look at the average team that we think that the doggies probably are. But they, they probably changed their style a little bit as well. There was, there was a lot around the boundary. Um, it, it wasn't 
it wasn't the same sort of Richmond that we've that we've seen the last few years, and and Dusty when he the the goal that he kicked move from, move over Christian Mitraka move over Tony Toby Green the yeah, fucking Kings in town exactly is he by the name of Dusty Martin yeah the bikies are up in Southeast Queensland he's happy and <laughs> we're off and racing. <laughs> Through the magic of through the magic of, of live podcasting and uh, the uh, the footy spectacular that we've got, I feel a little bit like Al Martello, big man travels by train round the grounds. When I say that Richmond sixty leading uh, the Lions thirty three at three quarter time, Lynch and Rewald have got three each, so having a quite start to the year. Their two big boys are starting to find their mojo as well. So that's it from around the grounds. Um, my above <laughs> Thanks very much, Matchy. Love you, uh, how good is that? Uh, my above average, real quick, with with the, uh, with the Raptors. Um, you know, they have had two really serious wins against the Lakers and against the Heat, um, who only a couple of days earlier the Heat had had a nice win against the Nugs. Um, love the Raptors. The way they go about it is is first class. They're really well coached by best um, coach team. Nurse. Yeah, well coached, well executed. You know, LeBron came out and said they didn't win the chip just because of Kawhi. Like, certainly it fucking helped, but they're a good side. Siakam's playing well. They've got good balance. Um, and my that, man, their uh, defense Greg is ridiculous. My, my man, Fred. Greg Van Fleet, is a real MVP, yo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how's Fred, Fred Van Fleet? Fred Van Fleet's one of those guys that I think three years ago he was playing in the G League. He was in the development league, and now he's he's dropped 36 against the, the Heat. The Heat, love that. We've got some. We've got some good small guards as well. So um, below average. Good man, um, good man, man. My man, Greg Van Fleet. I, I fucking love him. I love him, and he just looks like a like a year a year seven like maths teacher or something. My below average for the, the fact week, that you um, haven't got his name right just just says how much you love him. Greg Van Fleet. It's Fred. Greg. Fred, 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 fuck it. Fred. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> that Heath, that's that's that Heathcote Um. Anyway, uh, below average for me was my NBA analysis just then. Uh, <laughs> but also uh, the Wizards. I just I don't know why they're invited to the bubble. Just happy to be here. Just happy to be here. Just happy to be making up numbers. We're, we're um, in Disneyland. We're in Disneyland. Yeah. Correct. I hope they're making the most of the, the no cues um, on the, the teapots because they're not getting much else out of the experience. Um, Dave, below average. The Maguire Football Club was my uh, below average. That's what they're that's what they're called now, aren't they? The the uh, EM Football Club, EMFC. For all the wrong reasons, they're uh, <laughs> just having a bit of a nightmare at the moment. So you uh, saw my Twitter rant from the weekend, mate. Um, we've been ordinary for a, a couple of weeks. The boys don't look interested, so you won't get any um, resistance from me there, mate. Yeah, I think Gary Pert was right. He jumped off for the right 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 chance to Melbourne. It's looking like a great move. Yeah, enough said about uh, Collingwood. The better I think. If you don't, if you listen to Triple M from you know six o'clock to nine o'clock Monday to Friday, you probably hear enough. You got about locks in your head on yeah. um, yep. Maguire FM. What about you, Timmy? Below average. Uh, ESPN. So one of the uh, the commentators who typically does a really good job. Her name's uh, Doris Burke. So watching yes. the ga- watching the game on on Saturday or something, it was you know it's Groundhog Day, so whichever fucking day it was. Uh, so we're up to 155,000 Americans who have who have lost their lives during COVID, and she's talking about how the the NBA players are struggling because they haven't been able to see their their usual barber. They've had to go to the just a, 
a barber that's saying to everyone and, and how she could really do with the hair colouring, et cetera. That's, how's the, temp- how's the temperature rings- of the room? Just stop filling air with yeah. shit. It did not go well with me. And when the wife turns around and says to me, is she fucking serious? I know that something's something's amiss. Yeah, that's tanked. Look, I've, I've got a lot of respect for her. Um, has done extremely well um, as, a, as a female in a, in a male dominant uh, industry. And, and she might have been going for a little bit of levity there. I didn't hear the remark, but that just has missed the mark by a very, very, very long way. Very long way. It was yuck. Very poor. Um, now, boys, now I just want to give you a quick update because I've been all over the Moscow League of Pro uh, final this week, come to a conclusion. And our man, I'm good to um, tell you, Igor the Great, uh, he triumphed. And in Which controversials. One? <laughs> uh, no, no. It was the all Igor. The Igor Cup. Invitational. No, exactly right. That's why (laughs) Igor won, and he went on to win the win the win the title. Is that is that his name, Igor? Or is it what's his name? I forgot his um, surname. But um, I don't know if you're up up with this, but in the table tennis pro uh, league of pro, they brought in the uh, Hawkeye for table tennis, which is really controversial. And uh, just go with me here, boys. But a couple of controversial calls late in the match with Igor to, to win it. So um, there was a couple of guys in dark suits and dark sunnies at the back uh, of the, uh, the the packed crowd in Moscow that um, looked a bit ominous, but uh, he took it out. So big Igor, the Liga Pro uh, final. So pretty good, pretty good stuff. It was all over. Outstanding. Some, somebody's had a big collect there. I reckon Vladimir's had a big collect on that. Yeah. Um, we, uh, we, we had a lot of positive feedback going back a couple of weeks with our um, above average, handsome, below average performance 11. So um, I'm going to spring one years on years on this week. Um, we haven't spoken about this, uh, but what I want you to do is come up with um, uh, an average team whipping boy 11. Now this probably comes off the back of the, of the pies getting done on Monday night and um, both my brother and my old man just flooding my messages with how shit Josh Thomas is. So <laughs> there's an early nom for you. But every every sword has a... He's a good a Uber driver bird. though. No, I like Matchbox 20. I thought they were good. They were good man. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I hope he plays a uh, keyboard better than he plays um, Aussie Rules. So every team's got their, their whipping boy. I know... Um, through cricket, through soccer. So I want you to go cross-sport so, again. Um, Matthew the, Croft. The, yeah, the, the, the caveat this time, uh, Timmy, I'm sure that there's a few um, in the NFL world as well, come to think of it. Uh, but what I want you to do this time is, is form it into uh, a soccer 11 as well, instead of a cricket 11. So I want the goalkeeper. So if they're a whipping board, they're probably going to leak a few. Uh, play around with the formation if you want to go 4-4-2, four, four, um, if you want to go 3-5-2. Three, three, and, and We're going all out of back, Dave. Yeah, yeah wing backs. We Robbie might Cruz play two at the, the back. I'm we calling it now. Robbie Cruz is the captain, <laughs> and I might... want the word against Yes! We might play two at the we said pod one that Robbie Cruz would have his fucking time uh, in, the, in, the in the sun. On the this, he, would have, he would have his average day in the sun, and I think this might be it. So Can, can we go to Seychelles and just pull the keeper? Let's pull Crowning his. Glory. He's, 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 he's wearing the number 10. He's playing that, that um, centre-attacking midfielder. Um, and on. 
Yeah. Billy Brown, uh, Billy Brown, this is the president, uh, the vice president, right. Mel Meninga, and the coach by Timmy Watson. So we're <laughs> going real well. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So that's that's kind of a um, Mitch Marsh is maybe another one there as well. <laughs> you know, so there's, I reckon you're going to have some fun with this. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to seeing what you come up with there. You've already fucking touched on it beautifully for me. So um, get to work on that. Next week already, I'm there looking forward to. Uh, have you got any more boys before we wrap it up? That's it for me, mate. Been been good fun tonight, and uh, stick with stick fat Melbourne. That's all all our listeners out there. Stick fat. If 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 our podcast gets you through, just keep listening to it and um, keep getting through with those beers. Good, enjoy good beer and have a laugh. Touch with your mates. Yes. Good, well, well said, Dado. Timmy, take care. Dave, take care. Um, this podcast written and authorised by the uh, Scott Morrison of the JobKeeper program. Canberra, look forward to seeing you next week for episode 10, boys. Uh, didn't ever think we'd get this far. Double and, um, figures. Can't wait to do it. Can Double we raise figures. the bat at Double figures? Bloody Someone up. send us some fucking free beer. Talk to you soon, boys. <laughs> hey, boys. Buzzies. Right.